Hello, and welcome to the Allies Podcast, where we sit down and talk about how we approach combating human trafficking in our city and why we think healthy relationships and empowered leadership are the keys to it all. Jess, how are you doing? I'm good. I had a great week. It was hot here. And very hot. I weren't outside as much as I wanted to be, but yeah, we've stayed busy. We've had fun with the boys. It's been a good week. So good. Mm-hmm. Last time that we recorded, you were telling me just about how Joshua is your inspiration because he's so just excited about life right now as he's still in that phase and loving it the last two weeks, even though it's been really hot. Yeah. When he's not being a stinker. I mean, <laughs> age four is fun, but it's also like he can slip into like stinker mode real quick. So yeah, you know, that he, little turkey. Yeah. He is a little turkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, since last time we recorded, my younger brother got married in California. Yay! So we went out to San Diego for that. And it was a beautiful wedding. Got to have a day in Disney. So that was fun. That's your favorite. I love Disney. And we did get to do the Buzz Lightyear ride. So I was thinking of Joshua. Because I know sure. he loves he would have been jealous. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. So cool. I'm glad we were all good the last two weeks, even though it's been really hot. But I'm excited to jump into our guest today. Do you want to do a little intro? I'm so excited because one of my dear, dear friends is on the podcast this morning. I've known her. How long have I known you? I've known you Ooh, for I'm losing count of the years. I mean, close to close twenty. Yeah, close to twenty years. Listen, Jamie has been in my life in a variety of ways. We, were, <laughs> we met each other in small group at church, mm-hmm. and she invited me over for pancakes one morning and made me pancakes. And was flitting around the kitchen with her spatula, <laughs> telling me about her her romantic her romantic life. You oh, know? yeah, <laughs> she became a volunteer with us and wrote our newsletter for I don't even know probably Long ten years. Time. Yeah, and then became a mentor, and now is on staff with us as a mentor coach. One of the most loving and encouraging people you will ever meet. You know those people, Caitlin. When you are with them, you always feel better when you leave. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how I feel around Jamie for Jamie sure. Jamie is one of those people. You feel better. You feel like you've been hugged. Even yeah. I, mean, I usually get hugs from you. Yeah. Also. I mean, you'll get one. Yeah. You get one. But, like, I love it. Even if you're not hugging her, you feel like you've been hugging me even. You feel better. So she's with us today. I'm so excited. Yes. Jamie Target. I'm excited too. I love you. And here's why. Here's why I wanted you to be our very first guest on our podcast. I'm so honored. Because you, the heartbeat of allies you are part of the heartbeat of allies. Mm-hmm. You've been around from the beginning. You're such mm-hmm. an integral part of what we do. And you've been walking with young ladies. We've been walking with your mentee for what? Three, three years? and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So what a better way to start than to have you come on and share. Absolutely. About your experience. Yeah. So I want you to talk about a, what your role is, but in, in particular, we invited you on to tell a story yeah. that happened recently because I think just sharing about our program by statistic and here's what we do mm-hmm. is one one thing, mm-hmm. but to share a story that kind of embodies who we are and how we interact with the young ladies, I think is a better way to illustrate our programs. So mm-hmm. will you share with us about the, the court hearing that you went to with your, the mentee that you coach and just yeah. kind of share about your relationship with her and why this program has had a huge impact on her? Yes, I'd be happy to share that story. So as you said, I've been around for a while. So what's been cool about my experience with allies is I feel like I've grown up with it. And so 
like every role I've taken on, I feel like I've been able to learn a different side of what allies does from fundraising to marketing, Mm -hmm. to relationships, to all of it. And it really helps keep moving me forward when I get really discouraged because I see all sides of it and all the work that goes into it. So it can be like, as you guys know, in this work, it can be lots of ups and downs. Right. And so when you get that moment, like that, that like shred of light where you glimpse why we do what we do, you have to hold on to it and like treasure it and And talk about it and share it. (laughs) Right. Because otherwise you can easily get lost in the weeds and you feel like you're drowning and nobody gets it. And so that's why this story was particularly impactful for me. And after being a mentor for three and a half years, you don't get these moments very often. But so what happened was, so I'm a mentor coach, which means I oversee mentor-mentee matches. So I have five that I oversee. That means part of my work is meeting with mentors, having coffee, checking in on them, supporting them, encouraging them, being their friend. Really, our mentors are volunteers. They are yes, our mentors are volunteers. They are not paid. They are choosing to give their time. They are choosing to step into this work. Sometimes not totally understanding, but willing to take a leap of faith, knowing we're going to support them. And that's why I'm there as a coach, because we know it's not easy and that they're going to need us. And so I meet with mentors. I'm available for them to talk if you know they meet with their mentee and it's particularly overwhelming and they need to decompress. They call me because they can't go home and tell their spouse. They can't call their best friends. Yeah. They can't go talk to their church group about all these details because it's private. Mm-hmm. But as their coach, I'm someone they can talk to and, and I've been trained to kind of help walk them through some of those stresses. Mm-hmm. And so I, and for me, having a coach, when I was a mentor, having a coach was pivotal. Like I called my coach almost every time I hung out with my mentee because half the time I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> and then the other half of the time, I was just feeling frustrated because she was making choices. I didn't think she should make. And then what, what does that say about me as a mentor? And she really walked me through and corrected a lot of my assumptions about what being a good mentor was, Mm -hmm. because I thought it was a whole lot of things that actually wasn't, it's just being present. Mm -hmm. And so this particular match, the mentee was living in a residential facility and over time, she was coming close to having to leave. And one of my roles as a co- coach also is to attend what we call CFTM meetings, which stands for Ch- Child Family Team Meeting. That is when we have a girl in the system and they have a whole team of they have case managers, therapists, foster parents, parents, anyone on their case. We get together once a month and we talk about how things are going, what needs to change, what's coming up, how do we get this paperwork, whatever. Our mentors do not go to those. And but as coaches, we do, and we keep tabs on things like that. And so this particular mentee had a court hearing and that's one of my jobs as well as to go support her in that. And she had asked the mentor to come also. And so we get to court and they were going to be discussing if she was going to go back home to her family or not. And if she wasn't, we didn't really know what was going to happen, but we went there to support her because she, you know, she's 17 years old and not sure what the future held. So mm-hmm. 
we get there and we aren't allowed into the courtroom. So we just kind of sit out and we wait. And when they come out, the team comes out, they tell us that the judge had decided based on the situation, it wasn't safe for her to return to her family to go home, which meant she was, and since she was 17, it was kind of tricky what what we do with her because a lot of kids age out at 18. And so um, they were discussing putting her in collaborative care, which basically means she's kind of on her own and she does have some services available to her, but she will be living independently. The other option was a group home and the case manager, her caseworker had 30 days to figure out from this court date, the next 30 days she had to spend figuring out where my mentee was going to go. So as me and her mentor are sitting there talking to her and she's explaining this to us, her case manager is telling her, you know, since you're going into collaborative care, I'm not going to be your case manager anymore. They're going to switch you to another one. You don't have these services anymore. You're not going to have, when you leave this facility, you're not going to have the staff anymore. And you could just see it. Like she was just dazed almost like she just, yes. The mentee was just, I think overwhelmed and stunned and didn't know. And what was really, I mean, it's heartbreaking to watch, but she looked at us because as they're going around saying, well, you're not going to have this, you're not going to have that, you're not going to have that. She looked at us you could see it in her face. Like, are you going to be there? And it was so cool to be able to tell her, we're not going anywhere. Like where you go, we will follow you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you're living on your own, if you move to a group home, even if you leave the state, like we will, we're going to be right there with you and we'll do our best to like, we'll call, we'll visit, whatever. We're not going anywhere. And you could, yeah, (laughs) it was a cool moment. We don't get that moment very often at all. And to be an unconditional support for her when these girls don't have it and to actually see it play out a 17 year old girl get thrown Mm -hmm. from all her supports yeah right and for even the people on her team to I mean they weren't heartless but they also I mean this is one girl out of their caseload and they're just like well this is just how it is you know this is and so we got to figure it out and you're you know it was very it was a little cold. Yeah. And, and so even since then, I was actually talking to her on the phone yesterday and she asked me again, she's like, well, how long do I get you guys? Mm-hmm. I think she's getting nervous mm-hmm. because some more decisions have been made and things are coming together for her and she'll be leaving her facility soon. And I told her, I'm like, we'll be around. I was like, it's a year commitment, you know, cause when people sign on as a mentor, you commit to a year of meeting with your mentee twice a month in person and checking in on them once a week. So a phone call or a texting Mm -hmm. conversation, just like you do with a friend. And then at that year, you can decide, do we want to sign on for another year for some extra support? Or should we graduate to our alumni program, which really just means they're not, there's not reporting going on anymore. There's not checking in going on anymore, but the mentor mentee can stay friends on their own terms. And so I told her, I was like, based on what I know about your mentor, I don't think she's going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, so I was like, you're not ever going to get cut off completely from Mm -hmm. us. That's not part of our program. And I think lately she's needed the reassurance a lot because she's just feeling, I mean, we're coming down to the wire or she's going to be pushed from the nest and she's not ready. Well, any normal 17 year old wouldn't be ready, but a 17 year old who has experienced trauma complex trauma yes and then is left on their own that like adds so many more layers yes to it 100 percent. and you know while she was in this facility her mom passed away so I think she also is struggling with 
grief. And she has had therapy and she's had a supportive team. You know, she's had great people, but the point is she's coming up to not having them easily accessible. Yeah. They're not going to be accessible to her as much after. Mm -hmm. And when she's on her own, you know, organizing things like therapy and Mm -hmm. stuff like that are a lot harder. And so she was in residential Mm -hmm. before, and maybe Jess, you can even talk on this a little bit, but what residential looks like, mm-hmm. what would that experience been like for her? Mm-hmm. Typically, when we engage with girls that are in residential, they are coming straight out of an exploitive situation. So either they've been on the run or they've been in an abusive setting of some kind. And for their safety, they're put in a residential facility that is typically very secure, very sterile, lockdown, lockdown. They don't have a lot of freedom. They're in pro they're very programmed, very scheduled. It's so, kind of like a hospital facility is what I always say. Would you say that's they're accurate? Different I would say they're, I mean, I don't know how many you've visited, but they're, some of them are different. Mm-hmm. Some are more clinical than others. Some are more like secure than others. And it depends on to well, many of our girls end up going to many of the different residential yeah, they, facilities. They have friends in every place. They have their grounds, but yeah, they're all a little bit different. And some of it's depending on where they are in their like kind of journey, but then other just you know depends on you know where there was an opening or yeah. so that type of setting is very structured, it's very foreign, but they're usually there for months mm-hmm. if not longer and so then it's another shock to the system when they're then put up in a different placement whether that's home on their own and foster so you know even for someone who has not gone through significant trauma it would be really difficult very unsettling but then when you're also trying to heal and work through some really exploitive terrible things that happen to you that is another kind of layer that just adds to it. And why, and why mentoring is so powerful. Like we're right. not, when Jamie or the mentor meets with her, we're not having her go through her trauma narrative. We're not oh, having no. her talk about the things like we're literally having fun. And our focus is like forward and being present in the moment. And it's about what's next, what, you know, the hope and the joy and calling out the, like the good things about her and the fun that's in life. And that is a unique role with the mentor place that literally no one else in their life plays. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Caitlin, and I'm here to interrupt this amazing conversation to tell you about Ally's upcoming fundraiser, Kick for One. Kick for One is a fundraising kickball tournament where we kick human trafficking out of Indiana. Kick for One is September 10th at Chuck Klein Park in Indianapolis, starting at 8 a.m. Registration is open now on the Allies website, and we are looking for sponsors and teams to join us. So head on over to the website and sign up so you can be a part of supporting the anti-trafficking work of Allies. And I'm like... I'm just sitting here kind of thinking through her journey, even of being in residential, which you just talked about of this locked down kind of facility to going to a court case and then realizing I'm going from this residential facility. There's not a lot of freedom to, okay, now you're completely on your own and all of the supports that have been around you are going to be changing except for well, and you know, maybe not all of them, but we're still here. Mm-hmm. Allies is still here for mm-hmm. you. What a special, mm-hmm. it's just special that we get to be in that place in their lives. I always say it's just such an honor. Yeah. You know, we get to, we get to be like 
Absolutely. We're, we're here mm-hmm. in all those changes. Yep. There's a lot to navigate. A lot. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even my first year with my mentee, when I became a mentor, I mean, she switched locations several times. She was in a facility and then she went to a foster home and then she got kicked out of there. And then she went to another foster home that didn't go. And so everywhere she went, I followed her and she got, she just, I mean, she had said to me a couple of times, like, you're the only person that's still there for me. And other people just didn't get what she was going through, especially Mm -hmm. if she lashed out, people get mad very quickly. But if you understand why Mm -hmm. she's doing that, and you can stay present and stay by her side, then that is what matters, you know, and be a lot of times what I've learned also is that our mentees are extremely loyal to us. Even if they don't show it as well as we would to our friends, you know, like those of us who have healthy relationships and kind of know the back and forth, they still are fiercely protective of us. And I've even had my mentee not share things with me that she's done or names of people because she doesn't want to put me at risk or Mm -hmm. anything like that. It's just a different kind of relationship that feels really special, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like when you were saying that, it was reminding me, we've had, I mean, almost nearly all the girls that we work with go and run at some point. Yeah, And I, I mean, I've lost track of the amount of times that someone has said, Oh, well, the first person that he called was their mentor. Cause there's no Mm -hmm. agenda. It's a friendship. It's someone that is literally supporting her Mm -hmm. and only her. And they're not part of the system. They're not part of the family. They're like literally there. You know, I, I think it was Audrey, when our mentorship program director was sharing one time. Maybe it was, maybe it was you even. Who was it that was sharing with me that was saying, I mean, it, who knows who it was. <laughs> There's so many people that have been. But the mentee was so shocked to find that the mentors weren't paid. Like when they found out, when the mentee found out that the mentors are doing it because they love them and they want to be with them. They weren't paid. That was like the only person in their life at that point that was not paid to be in their life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How powerful is that? Well, and that's the thing with their team is yes, these people are helpful. Absolutely. But at the same time, they are paid and they have a caseload and they have a lot, a lot going on. And if they have to switch cases, they have to switch cases, you know, and it just is what it is. But to be able to not have to do that is really cool. This mentee we were talking about at the court hearing, mm-hmm. tell us like something fun about her. Like what's your favorite thing about her? Oh my goodness. She's the sweetest thing. She's hilarious. So she <laughs> is super sarcastic. <laughs> she's always making jokes and she'll just say something real good, goofy. And it's just like, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> like if she gives you a lot of, if she heckles you a lot, that means you're really, oh, you're yeah, in good with her. Like she, yeah, she loves to draw. She loves girly things. She likes to do her nails. She likes to have something to look forward to like anyone. You know, she even just yesterday asked me about her birthday. She said, are you guys allowed to throw me a party? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm allowed to party, but we usually do do something special. We'll go out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, good. So I'm 18 and like, this is a big deal, you know, which it is a big deal. Like think about when we turned 16 or 18 and what the people in our life did for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and these, these girls don't have that. Yeah. They just don't they have to create their own fun and their own things to look forward to. And so she was so excited. I didn't even tell her what we were doing, you know, and it probably is going to be something as simple, just taking her out yeah. and enjoying a fun, 
you know, birthday dinner, but she needed to know someone was going to make me feel special on her 18th birthday. Oh. And what's fun. We get to do things like that. Throw birthday yeah. parties, baby showers. I have had case managers tell me we have the fun job. I mean, yeah. I think some of them would like, would rather do what we're yeah. doing <laughs> than to have to go yeah. through all the other hoops and stuff, you know, cause they, people who do social work, do it to help people. They, do. they yeah. don't do it because, you know, I don't know. They just do it to help people. And then it just gets hard. You know, it's a lot of work. And so for us to be able to come in and do what we do is really just really unique and fills a huge hole that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, I appreciate it. I wish everyone could meet her. Like I just, sometimes, you know, I just want to like introduce them to the world and be like, look how awesome they are, but we can't. So just be a mentor and then you you can meet them yourself. And I'll be your coach. (laughs) That's the cool part is, you know, not only does the mentee get their mentor, but they get their mentor coach and then they get all of us. And there's like a little community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh It's really, really cool. So. Well, thanks so much for being here today, Janie. We end, me. We're ending every podcast with what is inspiring you lately. So I will ask Jess first so that you can have a second to think about it. But Jess, what is inspiring you lately? Okay, I was thinking about this earlier. What is inspiring me lately is so one of my other dear friends that I've known for a long time, she's a teacher and she recently her and oh not recently in the last handful of years her and her husband started a farm and they started giving their local produce to like food banks and helping so the the township that they're part of there's like a food desert and part of it and so they're giving away their food they just started a farmer's market and it's literally the only one in that part of town and so like the lo- people local people will get to have like fresh fresh produce and mm you know, local goods. And like, it just was such a fun, beautiful thing to see and witness. And my friend Marilyn is doing it all. Like Mm -hmm. she's just so committed and so driven and I'm so inspired by her. So that's, what's inspiring me. All right, Caitlin, it's your turn. Yeah. So what's inspiring me is I have been reading a lot about Elizabeth Elliott which Mm. I have, yeah, I read a lot about her actually right before I got engaged because she wrote that book. I believe it's called Passion and Purity. Does that sound right? But just continuing to go back to kind of her life and her story. And she was a missionary overseas and her husband was killed on the mission field. And she went back to that group of people and brought them the gospel. And then just continuing through her life, I believe she had a total of three husbands and just her faithfulness of, you know, they all had passed when she was married to them. And so the her seeing her in her writing, how she mourned and how she had just joy and lived her life has been really inspiring to me lately and loving to read about her and her books and gleaning a lot from that recently. Jamie, what about you? What's inspiring you lately? I don't want to give a cliche answer, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna. The mentees have been inspiring me. Like, so we have, so I run the Boo Butterfly, which is a social enterprise and our whole, we support allies with our proceeds every month. And we are, our goal is to grow so that we can do job training and employ survivors of trafficking in short is what we're doing. 
And we just accepted our first interns for this summer. And I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very intimidated. Running a business and doing internship and all that is not something I saw myself doing. But when I called them all to accept them, they were super pumped. They were just so thankful. They, they both, the two that I ended up actually talking to yesterday were already coming at me with product ideas and they, you know, and the one was like, well, you need, you know, you need to work on your social media. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, I was like, girl, (laughs) you're going to help me with that. And she's like, I got you. Like, I was like, start thinking of your ideas, writing them down. And they're just, just can't wait. And so what's cool is instead of they're instead of looking at this and like thinking I'm not equipped, I can't, I can't, I can't. Instead, I'm like, you know what? We're filling a hole and this is going to be fun. Like this doesn't not have to look like anything. I am just working. I'm building a business. They're going to help me build a business. We're going to do it together. Like, and it's going to be what they want it to be. And we're going to do it as a team, which is even better. Yeah. And so I'm thinking like, (laughs) like, it's almost like a a bigger mentorship only work. We have a project to work on. We have goals to hit, you know, and we're going to be at the pipe farmer's market all summer. And so what's cool is whatever we're working on, we can immediately take and see like what people think. And, and so they really encouraged me, like, I'm thinking, how are we going to do this? And they're like, we're doing it. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out as we go. And that's how they operate. Yeah. Most of them, they just the they jump first mm-hmm. and build their parachute on the way down. That's not how I operate, <laughs> but we're doing it. <laughs> and they do it with a smile on their face. They're so excited. And they just sometimes moving forward, they're so trusting, like in the process. Like even if they don't trust people all the time, they, they just are, I don't know, their excitement and all of that was just keeps me going and so much to learn from them. We really do. I just, how could I have ever thought it was me going to bring stuff to her? Like I just, my first, when I was math with my mentee, she was 17 and I'm like, okay, we're going to get you graduated. We're going to get your driver's license, license. We're going to get you a job. Like I literally had all these goals. We didn't hit a single one. (laughs) And you know what? It was okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she went on the run for a while, a couple of times. It just has not gone the way I thought, but that doesn't mean it wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. Like a relationship isn't based on what people accomplish in in it. It's just accepting and loving each other Mm -hmm. no matter what. So I'm not going to sit here and shame her Mm -hmm. for the choices that she's made Mm -hmm. just because they wouldn't be what my choices were. She's her own person. And we always talk in training about the risk or what is the word? Dignity of risk, dignity of risk. Mm -hmm. And that's really helped me in my life, except other people in my life, like, and what they're doing. And it's just, they've inspired me in a lot of ways and it kind of works the other way most of the time. So, yeah. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for all you're doing with allies. You are a big part of the the opportunity. So thank you. It's you're a big part of the community, a big part of the team. What an honor and a joy that we even get to sit around and talk about all that just has been going on. It makes me so emotional. I was trying not to cry. That's why I was silent for a little minute there. But <laughs> that's a lot. Caitlin's not a she huge big cry. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to cry at work, but sometimes you just you know, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. It's so special. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being thank here. Well, I am so glad, Jess, that we got to have Jamie on the podcast. That was so inspiring to me and really touched me. And I loved 
all that she is doing as a mentor coach and a mentor. And I'm leaving feeling lifted up and inspired by the work. And how are you feeling? What'd you think? I loved it too. I mean, of course I just love Jamie. She's a dear friend and I'm really inspired by her, but I don't know. It just got me thinking as we were having our conversation, we could have sat and talked for hours. We have so many more stories to share that highlight the important work that we get to do and why relationships are so vital and important. Why that's our big focus is there's, there's so much good happening from the healthy relationships that we're creating with these youth and these survivors of trafficking and their families and the community. I'm excited for all that we have to share. Me too. All right. Can't wait to sit down next time with you. Thank you for joining us for the allies podcast. We hope you left inspired and empowered to take action. I'm Jess and I'm Caitlin. See you next time.